I'm Harmony Williams, and this is Life Changing Trips. Sometimes it's hard to see the freedom and the beauty that lives behind the weight of everything we carry. But I believe that life is so amazing, and I can't waste another moment. I'm so excited to be here with you for another transformational conversation about experiences and the latest research on plant medicine, meditation, breath work, and other unconventional modalities, and how they are being used for mental health and expansion. I hope by listening that you will find ways to integrate your peak experiences and epiphanies to open up new levels of possibilities, ingenuity, and fulfillment in business, and deeper, authentic connection and passion in your relationships, and a feeling of purpose, of living fully alive. All content is for informational, entertainment, educational, and harm reduction purposes only. Life-Changing Trips and Harmony Williams and their affiliates and guests are not doctors or mental health professionals or legal advisors. Any information shared is not meant to treat, diagnose, or claim cures for any physical conditions or mental illness. Psychedelics and sacred plant medicines are not for everyone, even when done legally. There are serious contraindications with various health conditions and pharmaceutical medications. Please do your own research and take action to be informed. Remember that you are 100% responsible for your actions and subsequent consequences. The views of the guests are not the views and opinions of life-changing trips. Thanks for being here again with us. This week, we have episode number two of Melanie Henry, our certified cannabis educator expert, and she is just so fun. Oh my goodness. She rocks this interview, just talks about really some of the biggest risks, uh, spoiler alert, fear is one of the, one of the biggest risks. One of the main lessons I got from this interview with her is just how beautiful this plant is to help us slow down, connect back in with ourselves and stop all that chatter in our mind and be able to observe it like we do in meditation to observe the mind. We talk a little bit about legalization, and I just saw today that Minnesota is the 23rd state to legalize recreational cannabis. And I think you guys all know that I'm not a proponent of doing stupid things, and I really encourage everyone to be very intentional and to use these things to help not to hurt yourself or if you need or you need them to hide or numb or distract or you're using anything sugar or shopping or social media or alcohol to numb distract cover up some of the issues you have just really encourage you to find someone that you trust and get help find a therapist a life coach a certified and whoever it you are being drawn to and you feel like you trust and to just make sure any medicines or plants that you're using, you are doing them, whether it's a prescription medication or not, you're just using it in a safe manner and being intentional. One of the safest, freest drugs is our breath and just breathing. This breath work is so powerful. I know I've talked about it before, but we're just able to free ourselves from the attachment to the outcomes, from all of the spinning in our mind and know that we are part of this magnificent, incredible, abundant universe. When we reconnect with our true nature, and I heard this said 
and I loved it. We cross the invisible boundaries of our ego and our true self. We're more lighthearted. We find more humor in everyday circumstances, laughing more, not taking ourselves so seriously and just trusting that there is always enough of everything we need, detaching from that worry. So this other, and I don't, I'm sorry, I don't know where this quote came from. I just really liked it and scratched it down on a piece of paper. But it says, when the mind nourishes the body with carefree thoughts and feelings, the body returns to its natural state of happiness and calm, spiritual being inextricably interconnected with the creative power of the universe. And now as I read that, I think... It was from Deepak Chopra's 21 Days Meditation Challenge, Abundance Meditation Challenge. So um, you can check that out just on YouTube or on his website. I think they have them. If you missed Melanie's first one, you can go back and listen to that. She's got tons of good stuff in it. And we just keep going and dive a little deeper on this one. So here you go. Welcome, Melanie. I'm so excited to have you here. I want to introduce to my listeners, who you are, what you do, and you are a certified cannabis educator. I, I always forget at the end. So you have a really cool Facebook community also. What is that called? I have a uh, Facebook community called the Herb Community. It's a mm-hmm. private, private, so you have to either contact me to be invited or look it up and request an invitation just for for people's safety not everybody wants everybody to know their business and then on instagram you can find me at melanie henry 101 perfect and this facebook community is this a free one or a paid one this is just a free it's just where i'm just you know people i've found that people need to dip their toes in lightly sometimes and and know that it's a safe space before they get involved because it is, you know, it's one of those subjects that not everyone's comfortable with. And we all have all these weird fears and preconceived ideas. So this is just a free Facebook group for you to come in, share some information, you know, meet some amazing people who have gone on some beautiful journeys. Awesome. Awesome. And she has I'm sure you'll post there about your classes and the other things you're offering. So if they find you on Facebook or on that community, they can learn. Yes, about all of our classes are there as they come up, there'll be a link on there for you to join the, the Facebook classes. They're, they're through Zoom, but all of it's on our calendar so that you can keep up with the different classes and ask questions. And, and we're really just trying to start a conversation. People have a lot of questions and there's no bad questions. So, awesome. you know, if, if you're scared, ask that that's the only way we break through this fear is mm-hmm. to, to be like, okay, I have this silly question. Well, it may seem silly to me, like 10 years ago, it was silly, but some of those silly questions I had were the pivotal parts of my journey. Yeah. Yeah. So what are some of those first questions that a lot of people ask, or maybe common questions that you get Okay. I think the first thing that people are super confused on is they say, well, okay, we can have hemp because it's okay and it's safe, but we can't have cannabis because it's bad. Mm-hmm. Well, let's talk about apples. There, Google says there are 7,500 types of apples. Now, all of them are apples, regardless of how they taste. You wouldn't just discount one because science says it's an apple. 
Well, cannabis is the same way. Just hemp is a legal term that the U.S. government says, okay, hemp can only have 0.3% THC in it. So Mm -hmm. in our minds, we have this belief, well, it's safe. Mm -hmm. Well, okay. It just is a legal term. It's still an, you know, back to the apples. It's still an apple. Cannabis, hemp, marijuana, sticky, icky, any other of the millions of terms there are in the world for them. They're all apples. Once you understand that they're all apples, they just all serve these beautiful different purposes. Mm. Then you can get past some of the stigma and get into, especially for medicine, what does your body need? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, what I was going to say, ask about is the difference CBD and CBG and CBA and CBN, all these new studies are coming out. And that's like a, some of what I go over in my classes, because mm-hmm. there are so many layers to it. And there isn't just a black and white answer because mm-hmm. what most people don't understand is we have all invertebrates, most, most species on the planet have an endocannabinoid system. Mm-hmm. And just like any other system that your body has, they're all unique. What my endocannabinoid system needs is not going to be what Harmony's endocannabinoid system needs or what Billy up the street needs. It mm-hmm. is unique to us. And it's a system that creates homeostasis within our bodies. So there, there's a lot of research that says autoimmune disorders are linked to endocannabinoid deficiencies. Mm. We used to have a lot of this in our daily diet. It was part of our medicine. And then we've gone through 84 years of prohibition and it's been removed from our food chain, from our diets, from our lives. And we're seeing it in the health of people. Um, There are more endocannabinoid deficiency disorders than there have ever been on the planet because we stopped using something that we had co-evolved with almost. Mm -hmm. Um, So, and then when you get into the, the actual THC, CBN, CBG, that's a whole nother layer. And and, and as you said, you know, there's something that we call the entourage effect and Mm -hmm. I believe in full spectrum medicine. Like you said, you know, it is great that they can isolate because there are conditions that a certain, like a Charlotte's web was made for a little girl who had horrible seizures Mm. and it was a specific chemovar that was cultivated for her individual needs. She needed a really high CBD, really low THC to help manage her seizures. And and it it gave her quality of life. If you really want to read about a cannabis to make you see it through different eyes, read Charlotte Webb's story. Oh, I did not know that. That's fascinating. I would love to do that. I love Charlotte's Web. So (laughs) now I want to know the true story behind Charlotte. That's cool. Yeah. I was just thinking like, that's not even just talking the hundred whatever cannabinoids is not even going into the terpenes and the, all this other stuff I don't understand. <laughs> yeah, terpenes and flavonoids and chemovars. And, and, and it's, that's kind of, that is why this is such an important, why it's so important for me is because, mm-hmm. you know, cannabis medicine really saved my life. And I, yeah, I yeah. had to pick and glean and learn. And I had to spend 10 years going, okay, but why? And keep asking. It took me until a year ago to find out why you couldn't overdose on cannabis. It should not be that hard to get a black and white answer. Right. Yeah. And we go over 
her story in, there's another episode out there. So go looking for it. So that's why we just jumped right into the good stuff here. I mean, to all the info that she's got in her brain and her story is incredible too, really like honestly, when she's saying saved her life and her family up and moved to Oregon so that she could have this medicine for her health to be able to function. Right. I mean, oh, yeah. and, and, and it just, it opened up this world of, I'm not the only person searching mm-hmm. through, you know, some of us don't do well with pharma. I mm-hmm. mean, my system just is super sensitive and there are people need to understand they have a choice mm-hmm. and medicine isn't always put in a cute little box with a prescription on it. And that's okay. And that's kind of my, I want to help people understand that, you know, there's a lot of ways you can heal your body and, 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 and to not be so afraid, you know, we have, we've spent 84 years being told that THC is going to make us all crazy when in reality, it's saving people's life. It's helping cancer patients be able to not die from starvation because they can't eat. It's helping moms manage their mental health. It's helping dads be more connected to their feelings. I mean, there's, there's these multi-layers of benefit that people just don't understand because of fear. Right. Yeah. I was thinking the same thing, you know, who says that, that this prescription medication for your anxiety or whatever, and all the other conditions you mentioned, but I was just thinking on that one is better. It comes with its own, you know, risks and advantages and disadvantages and every person's so different, but who's saying that's better than, than this. And, and I think people are going to have to start facing reality before we kind of were purposely hidden from it. And it kind of reminds me of like, we can't get, we couldn't get education about it because it was bad. And so if you ask questions about it, it's like, oh, are you going to go do that bad thing? Are you going to be a, you know, a Cheech and Chong? Are you going to, you know, whatever, like idea people have in their heads about it. And so you get that messaging, this is bad, this is wrong. And you can't be knowledgeable about the science and the the studies and the facts that are out there. And I relate it to, I mean, I was taught my whole life that sex is bad, really, like in a nutshell, sex is bad. Don't go there. Don't go anywhere near there. This is really a, a dirt, you know, like don't look at porn, don't do this. And it created this thing where I couldn't ask healthy questions about it. I, yep. I couldn't talk about my menstrual cycle. I couldn't go and look how to have an orgasm because that was dirty and that was pornography and that was bad. Even if it was just a beautiful therapist just describing things with her plush animal so that you know about your anatomy. You know what I mean? Like I didn't realize that it's okay to ask these questions because I was just told it was bad the whole time. So there we go. There's a, yeah. And and I think we're just, we're evolving out of shame culture. I Mm -hmm. I really think we are, we're evolving past it. We're, we're understanding that we are autonomous beings given unique challenges and we have unique goals and not everybody's journey looks the same. And if this helps me be able to be the best me I can be, absolutely. Why would I not do that? Right. I love it. So cool. Okay. So what are some of the other questions you get from 
just people new newbies or common questions, maybe common questions. Um, how much do I take? (laughs) That is so nuanced again. What, what, one person, like my husband has got this crazy tolerance. He can take thousands of milligrams and be like, let's go clean the garage. (laughs) I want to die. (laughs) So it comes back to that. So I think the, with that, you know, how do I know where to start? There are people who do coaching like I do. Mm -hmm. There are people who do education, get educated, understand to start low and go slow. But Dr. Sulek, he said this, he says, you know, start low and go slow but don't be afraid to go all the way. If you are suffering from a severe medical condition, if you have deadly cancer and your doctor is saying try Rick Simpson oil and you're like, I'm afraid to be high, honey, they're going to put you on Oxycontins and methadones and terror. You know, there are things in the world that we feel so comfortable taking because they might make alter how we feel because it comes in a white pill. But mm-hmm. if this is going to save your life, or if this is going to allow you to eat, or if this is proving to help you, I want to give people permission to be, that's okay. Yeah. But it's okay that it didn't come out of a little orange bottle and it's not a white pill. Right. It's yeah. Okay. It's okay to actually do the research. And, and I think you'll see as you do the research, there's tons of reputable, you know what I mean? It's not just like, I'm just going out on a limb here and doing something crazy, but, and also just following your heart and, and knowing like, okay, yeah, I'm going to start slow and I'm going to be intentional. And like you said, I have this, this huge thing and most people are, you know, need more and I'm going to go, I'm going to go for it and listen to your body. Right. Absolutely. Our bodies. I mean, we have a system that is built to use this medicine within it. And so when we can be in touch with our bodies, and that's why why I like working with clients and, and being in this space where we can, you know, be intentional. This is a this is a feminine heart-based medicine. All of the medicine from cannabis comes from female plants. This is Mother Earth at her finest giving you her gifts. And, and when we honor that, we have a very different relationship than the classic what you see on the, you know, that 70s show and they're just sitting around being silly. There's a whole nother, you know, there's whole organizations of women who get together and meditate, have cannabis meditations, who do retreats. And it's it's a communal thing that we have done for thousands and thousands of years. There's evidence for cannabis use in almost every society that we have research on Hmm, every society and so it's evolved we've like that's why I say we've evolved with cannabis so Mm -hmm. it's it's we're kind of waking up this relationship and revisiting something that we lost we lost that communal sisterhood tribe love each other and this plant is such a a beautiful connection back to that Oh, I love that. I love that. I think people are okay with it, but I was just talking on the last interview I did about meditation and how the generation above us, they might have some ideas about meditation and that's not, doesn't align with maybe their religious beliefs or whatever. And really when I've talked to people and just tell them all, all it is, is you getting still and connecting to that higher 
consciousness or God or whatever you want to call it, then they're like, oh, okay, I get it. I thought that was like satanic devil worship. And I'm like, really? I didn't, but I just want to make that clear in case there's some people that, that even that word meditation kind of yeah. rubs on. And for some and people it's prayer. If that word works yeah. better for you, if that, if that connection with the divine is how you do it, you know, it's such a good way for us to get out of our own heads. And as mm-hmm. women, we really struggle with that. And yeah. being able to release, just be like, nope, I, I, I'm here. I am in this now. And it's okay. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it has absolutely helped me embrace that, being able to be here in this, in the now, and I'm okay. And I can still be connected to my heart and my body and I'm safe. And, and it really helped me explore that for myself. Mm-hmm. Do you see with any of your clients, I, I know there's incredible medical benefits and there's lots of podcasts and research where they can go and discover all those cool medical things and back on this kind of meditation and getting out of your head and that spinning mind and all the worries as mothers we have and trying to do 20 things at once, right? And not giving my full attention to anything. Have you seen, and and I kind of want to do maybe men and women separately, but okay, you had mentioned men, I think as you were listing off a bunch of things, getting releasing maybe some anxiety or I don't remember how you said it. And then as far as women, like, I just got to bring up sex here, like (laughs) getting out of your, like, I know I have a lot of women friends that are like, I just can't like shut down my brain and be in the moment. Sex is really hard for me. And there's different things there. So and now I'm going to leave that big open, open blanket of a question so you can go where you want. With <laughs> so absolutely. Um, there's tons of research on how great cannabis and sex are. I mean, it just allows both men and women to release our sense of control to, it lowers our inhibitions without without the same damage that alcohol can have when lowering our inhibitions, we're less likely to make poor choices like we are with alcohol, interestingly enough. For men, it helps them to be more in touch with their emotions and for women too. I think it, I think it collectively just clears some of that clutter and those shoulds and woulds and have tos and musts and, and allow us to become more centered with who we are. And I've seen that probably with everyone that I know who, you know, I've had a real conversation with, you know, it helps them. It helps us process. It helps us get out of our stories. We can take that step back. It puts us back up on the balcony and lets us look at this and be like, isn't this interesting? Where sometimes we're so in it, whether it's the kids and the husband and the jobs and the thing, we are so in it that we aren't even present in our body anymore. Seriously. So for for us to be allowed to take a minute to excuse ourselves to our, our wherever that is, take a minute, clear our energy, you know, set and setting have a, a lot to do with plant medicine, mm-hmm. our mindset and the setting, the surroundings that we're in. So I would encourage you, you know, if you're using this as medicine in your life, you know, pick a set. Even if you are stressed and you just need to escape, 
maybe your bathroom's beautiful. Sit a pillow on the floor. Give yourself, create a set and setting to allow yourself to release all of that and become present with yourself again. And Mm -hmm. I think that that is healing on so many levels because it's, it's giving, it's that giving ourselves that self-care. We think self-care has to look like a spa or has to look like a certain thing. Sometimes it can be sitting on the floor of your bathroom, (laughs) using your plant medicine, meditating for a second, being like, thank you, God, for these children. Please don't let me kill them. That's okay. Love it. That's that's real life. And that's where we are. And that's where the medicine meets us is right where we are. Mm -hmm. I had some thoughts come like how if you're anxious, sometimes it can amplify your anxiety. And some of that has to do with the type of medicine you're using. You Mm -hmm. need to understand how terpenes work. If I'm super anxious, I am absolutely not going to use medicine that has pinene in it because Mm. that is more of a, uh, let's get stuff done. And I do not need something in my life telling me I need to do things more for me, especially (laughs) when I'm anxious. And that's it. So I know for me, if I'm going to be really anxious, I want to find something that has some caryophylline or some humulene or some awesomeine, which is more of a, it's more Mm. of what what traditionally would be called an indica. It's more of a, so it's really understanding is understanding the nuances. You know, there's, there's this list of things that cannabis can be used for that is longer than my arm. And that's why is because it's not just one chemical in one form presented in one way. There are hundreds of terpenes. There's different cannabinoids. There's flavonoids. There's different ways in which the plant can be used. So understanding these nuances gives us all this power in medicine. I don't know if you watched back in the day, there was this movie called My Big Fat Greek Wedding. Okay, I heard of it. And the dad, everything, including his daughter's pimple on her wedding day was cured by Windex. Cannabis is my Windex. When in (laughs) doubt, I have a cream, a drop, uh, something for that. Because I've learned that there are all these ways that can be used. And when you have that kind kind of power over your own health, it's empowering to us as women. That's who we are. We are healers. And to have in your medicine cabinet, you know, a muscle rub that you can make for your shoulder, that's empowering for us. I love it. I love how you explain the femininity of it and the, just the, the nature of it and, and how empowering it is. It's so beautiful. It's so, it's so, it's so cool. And I, I want to switch really fast and just talk about some of the risks because I, I think we get so excited about the possibilities and we see that. And, and I mean, I guess one of the risks I know somebody takes too much. And then they're like, Whoa, that was terrible. I want to die. And they don't die obviously. And (laughs) they go to bed and they're like, I'll never do that again. But, um, that also has gold as I've learned through plant medicine experiences when really hard things come out and you get to see how you handle it and your anxieties and your fears come out in the open for you to see that's beautiful, but also physically, are there any what what would you say the risks would be or the downsides? So the, I mean, it, not everyone is going to react the same. Um, mm-hmm. 
some of the risks, you know, if you're smoking, there's slight risks to your lungs there. That's a, that's a huge debate. And, you know, is it as bad as smoking cigarettes? No, but Mm -hmm. there is still some type of risk, you know, to your lungs. We don't know long-term what exactly that is there. You, you do risk. You can take too much. You, you can't overdose in the sense that it will not kill you. You do not have the proper endocannabinoid centers right at your brainstem, which controls all your anatomic nervous system. Mm -hmm. So they're unlike opioids that have a lock and a key right there that can shut your breathing off. Cannabis Mm -hmm. has no access to that. So Mm -hmm. some of the risks is just fear. I think Mm -hmm. one of the biggest risks that people um, suffer is just simple fear. Mm -hmm. They're so afraid that to let go. Um, you know, or what will happen. And so again, when we go back to that set and setting and you can't let go. And so then you're setting yourself up for a bad situation. Mm -hmm. CBD is the only cannabinoid that we know does have a mild drug interaction. And so if you are taking a drug that says you should not eat it with grapefruit, Mm. you really should be careful about your dosing high, high doses every day can make that not work as well. And so if you're depending on why you're taking this and most of the country is CBD legal and doctors are getting more informed. So really, if you are taking medicine like that, um, talk to your doctor because you, depending on what it's for, it might be very important that you get the full effect of that. We don't want to damper that down. Other, there just aren't a lot of, if you have a, if you know you're predisposed to schizophrenia, I would caution you. Yeah. I'm going to throw that in there with all the plant medicines. As, as the use has gone up, the number of people with schizophrenia has not moved at all. Mm. But for some reason that I do not completely understand yet, and I haven't had anyone explain it to me in a way that was a complete answer. Yeah. It seems to flip that switch. If you're predisposed and you are going to be schizophrenic, cannabis and plant medicine can flip that switch on right now for you. Mm-hmm. So if you know you have a family history, you might want to really do some some further investigation, speak with your doctor, yeah. you know, do it in a safe manner, you know, go really low and slow, weigh out your pros and cons. Is this going to be a beneficial medicine? And what are the possible side effects? Other than that, there really are not a lot of terrible things that can happen to you. <laughs> I, I mean, the biggest, the biggest thing that can happen is the legality. That is the most dangerous part of cannabis at this point is the fact that you can drive up the road and cross an imaginary line and the rules are completely different. Right. And they may be legal and you can do all of the things and they may not allow anything. So be informed, know what your laws are, know where you're going to be and know what's safe for you on a legal standpoint. Awesome. And, And use your vote, vote, go out, get out and vote. If you want to see more of this availability, we have to use our voice. Yeah. I love it. Get informed. I want to go back to what you said about losing control. People are afraid to give up control and we can even take plant medicine all the way out of that or bring it in however we want to. But on just a general, as I 
as I do programs and assist life coaches and things like that, that is a huge, a huge issue with people right now, just not wanting to give up that control and being so (laughs) afraid of what will happen if they don't control every single thing and person and kid and spouse and whatever's going on in there. For me, it shows up as needing to fix a problem. Right. And I, and that's kind of more like in the drama triangle, the rescuer and needing, but needing to have it fixed. I can't just let my husband and son have a fight or I can't just let, uh, or, you know, disagree or whatever it is. Right. I can't just let that be. I feel like I need to have control and fix everything and make everything okay. (laughs) So yeah, do you, I don't know if there's anything that comes up for you there on, on, letting go and release that. I think it's something that as women, we really, as people, men have the exact same control issues. I mean, in a different, they they show up differently, I think is all. Mm -hmm. We want to just control different things. I think that I would definitely say I'm a recovering control freak. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I think, you know, for me, and this is me, Plant medicine helped me learn that I really didn't have any freaking control anyway. Right. <laughs> I, I I can I can the we we all live under this illusion. If I worry about that thing long enough, it will be fine because I worried about it. Yeah. And and for me, cannabis just just like you know really really do you need to worry about this? Is this the most important thing in your life? And it it just allowed me to have that take that step back and look at it through other eyes. Mm-hmm. And, and and to see perspectives that I might not have been open to before. Yeah. Yeah. It does remind me of that meditation, kind of the higher mind watching what's going yeah. on a little when you're describing that. And I think it helps us make friends with that higher mind, you know, mm-hmm. instead of it being this person that we're like, oh, that was scary. Oh, we don't want to go there. We kind of become friends and are like, oh, let's hang up here in the attic and just see what's happening. Maybe yeah. we don't have to freak out and react. Mm-hmm. Maybe. And for me, that's where it started is, it, well, maybe I didn't have to freak out <laughs> and, and and everybody lived like right. it was just this new way of showing evidence. I had all this evidence that I needed to worry. And then I started using plant medicine and I was like, well, I kind of forgot to worry sometimes and, oh, nobody died. So maybe I don't have to hold that space so tight. And the more, and it just helps me. I think it helps us just start peeling off those layers because we're all just onions, just big old onions. (laughs) And and even when we think, okay, we've got this, there's new layers. Hmm. Yeah. I think of it with kids. Well, I had a couple things come up, but with kids and you're trying to control what they're doing so much. And it's really in life. I'm trying to think of the book that talks about this, but the more you're like trying to control and make that not happen, you're almost creating it. No, by the universe just hears this thing. Mm-hmm. It just hears whatever it is you're putting out, whether it's good or bad, the universe doesn't know. So it's like, well, here you go. <laughs> yes. <laughs> focus on That's what you bring more about, you know, you get more of with kids. So you, you take their like, don't do this. Don't have sex. Don't go look at pornography or whatever this is. And the more we're super tight and 
don't talk about that and we can't have it, then they have to just sneak around or it makes them even want to more. Like, what is this that I can't have? I want to do when someone tells me I can't do something that (laughs) absolutely is like, okay, I'm going to do that just because you said I couldn't. (laughs) And so can you imagine in a teenager's brain? I'm well past teenagerhood, thank God. But yeah, I mean, we're, we're just, that's how we're wired. Mm-hmm. And when we let go and we stop trying to control it all and start coming from a space of, let's educate our kids. I can't imagine how my life would have been if my parents would have sat me down and been like, hey, there's this plant medicine. I would like you to be older to take it, but here's what it could do. My talk was, if you do the weed, you'll go to jail and we'll let you rot there. I mean, that's <laughs> not, I mean, you know, I mean, I, I this is decades, you know, years ago, but yeah. how different would our kids be in the world be if we actually taught them rather than mm-hmm. just scared them? Right. Yeah. This is what your body is and what it does. And this yeah, is, I mean, we've all yeah, seen what, the egg frying in the pan. This is your brain on drugs. <laughs> I mean, that like is stuck in our heads for all eternity. It was great marketing, but what <laughs> if that's what we're doing to our brains all the time with this nonsense? What if that this is a way to help us get out of the frying pan and back to some homeostasis and some calm and and connected and not so worried about saying or doing the right thing and all this mind space we take up, which is chatter. Mm -hmm. So there's this whole other dichotomy to it, this whole other side of that I find so beautiful because I've met the most amazing people who, you know, growing up, I, I grew up with the idea that they were all going to go to jail. They're all druggies. And I made these amazing people who own businesses and do podcasts and they're doing amazing things. And they break every stereotype that I have been taught my whole life. So cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's not. And I, I think more and more now you're like, wait, that person does what, you know, like, oh, wait, that, that Bishop, that, that we know, like what, wait, hang hang on a minute. It's just, but being, being able to be informed and understand and know. And I, I really love that you're just a personable person. You don't, you you understand the science behind it, but you're not like super sciencey where I feel dumb asking you a question (laughs) and I can't, but just being able to have people that can just tell it to you straight and help you understand and learn about things. So you're not just going in there like, well, that was terrible. That was too much, or that was the wrong type, or I'm, you know, never, that didn't help me that, that made it worse. But I think you're also just very intuitive. You have a natural gift for that intuition and just really connecting with people and being able to help them where they need it with what they are going through right there, right now. I think that pairs for me really well. I love people with all the sciencey part, but to being able to just see. Oh, I have some friends. We totally nerd out on nerdy science things, (laughs) but I also remember the first time somebody said, do you know what THC stands for? And I said, uh, and they said tetrahydrocannabinol. I Mm. went, what? (laughs) Yeah. Like I thought I will never remember that word who, who talks like that. So that's what's so exciting to me is this cannabis found me. Cannabis Mm -hmm. 
it, it, I did not decide this was my career. It, it, it chose me and it draw brought me along sometimes kicking and screaming, Mm -hmm. but I, so, you know, I had gone into this going to be a drug and alcohol counselor. I wanted to help people. Mm -hmm. And then the universe said, cool, that's a great place to start and took me on this wild trip. And now here I am. And it's like, you know, in hindsight, I'm like, absolutely. That's why all those things happen is to teach me how to be able to relate to people so Mm -hmm. that I can actually, you know, there were, I had a few great mentors on my journey in Oregon, some just people who just loved me where I was in all my ignorance and my unknowing Mm -hmm. and changed my, you know, my whole life trajectory. So I want to do that for other people because I think it's a space where there are a lot of questions. There are a lot of people who want to move into this new space, but they don't know how. So I will be your guide. <laughs> I love it. It's so, it's so true as these plant medicines get legalized in different states, then it's like, okay, let's not have this huge learning curve where we have a bunch of adults that are just trying things out like teenagers and don't know what the heck they're doing. And like, let's actually be informed and understand and get, get help, get people who understand and can assist us through that. I'm going to text my sons because they're like having a dance party in the other room. (laughs) Yeah. The cool thing about, you know, this is, it is a space where you can learn. Most every state across the board that has legalized cannabis has seen um, almost immediate 24% drop in opioid overdoses. Wow. Can you imagine what that number might possibly be like if we could educate? If, like you said, as a state came online, there were people who were facilitating and educating how much that number might drop even further. Wow. Yeah. That's incredible. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's pretty much across the board. Almost, almost immediately when people have access to cannabis medicine, the opioid overdoses drop Mm -hmm. tremendous, about 24%. I, I wonder if there's any correlation with drinking or drunk driving accidents, anything like that. That'd be interesting or with crime. I have seen anecdotal evidence that there is, that the DUIs go down. Now, depending on where you are, you still can get a DUI on cannabis. Mm, yeah. So, you know, you need to be smart, be safe. But yeah, there there is, and there are a lot of people in my experience that I've worked with who that's how they stopped drinking. That's how they mm-hmm. got to a better space is they used cannabis to help them curb their drinking and get themselves to a healthy spot so that they could stop drinking. It's so funny. You know, we said, you know, in the eighties, what it was the gateway drug, which is so silly because it's actually the exit drug. It's being more and more doctors are calling cannabis, the exit drug to opioids. Yeah. To help you get off these other and if terrible you've ever things. taken opioids and the list of like possible side effects, like they print it out on pages mm-hmm. and there's death and bleeding and all kinds of terrible things that could happen to you. And cannabis is like, well, you might get hungry. You might feel better. You might, you know, I mean, there's still, there's sometimes you might have a bad reaction, but nobody's going to die. You can't die there. The, 
if, you know, for me, it was like, oh my gosh, all these medicines and I tend to react. I had terrible experiences. You were on many medications after your, how many? At the height of it, I was on 13 prescriptions and that included oxy and methadone and antidepressants and anti-anxiety and Wow. I, I took a pill for every pill I took. There was another pill <laughs> because it did something else. So they gave you another pill. And I finally just put my hands up and I said, I'm done. I'm done. I, I started, I met great group of women who were doing energy work and I learned Reiki and I was like, Nope, I'm done. I'm done. I'm not doing this. And to look back, it was a totally stupid thing that I did. Don't ever do that. Don't ever just stop taking your pills without a doctor's help. You can't die. It's super scary. But for me, it was this, there are some of us in the world who are just programmed that way. And I was just like, I'm done. I'm not doing that anymore. Yeah. So side, side note, are you still promoting your Reiki practice? Are you so I do, to... I, I do, I, I take clients as they come to me. I work with the people the universe sends. I'm, I'm focusing more on my plant medicine, but mm-hmm. it is definitely where my heart, where it's really where my awakening and everything started was through energy work. Mm-hmm. I love it. I guess if I were to give people advice, it would be to get educated. Mm-hmm. Don't be afraid to ask the questions. And if you need someone to ask the questions to, that's why people like, like I'm here and, and it's okay to be scared, but don't let the fear stop you. If you really feel drawn to the medicine, why would you want to put that off for a long time over fear? I, I think I was scared at first, but I was running out of options. I, it kind of came down to the wire for me and why would I, I wouldn't want that for anyone else. And I've seen a lot of people, you know, take their they're held into their own hands and do some great, amazing things and feel better and be more present and, and do a lot of goods, you know, find out what your laws are. Don't be afraid to ask. And, and it's okay. You know, it's not one of those things that we used to be, Oh, somebody might find out the the tides changing and the, and the, the conversation's changing. So be part of the change. I love it. So good. I remember, maybe I'll plug this in back there. If I can kind of, do a little switcheroo, but I have someone in my life. I'm not going to call them out, but they, it, it was a mom of three kids and she got addicted to Ambien. Mm. Which is, um, talked to a couple of doctors and it's some, it can, it can be rough stuff, you know, and, and not to say that if anyone's using that, that that's bad or, or whatever, but oh she got addicted to that. And then from there, heroin. Mm-hmm. which is kind of a big jump, I know, but, you know, addicted to heroin, it helped her sleep, right? And what what helped her get off of that and be able to function and be a mom again after she'd gone to rehab twice, twice. and still, yeah, wasn't okay, right? And it was it was cannabis and mushrooms that actually helped her get off of those. And I have Trevor on the podcast too. And he talks about like, they're kind of like, they're, they like point out the other, they call out the other ones, you know, like they, they're like this truth, like, Hey, you know, like, I don't know how he said it way better than that, but (laughs) they're different. They're different in the fact that they can help people to get off some of these other 
absolutely really harmful things that have ruined their life or take their life right seeing that change in people and i'm not saying that everyone has to do it and then it you know like it's not it there's no risks or there's not things to watch out for and be mindful of you know like maybe don't go right set and setting don't go uh drive to whatever there's a lot of benefit in being able to like you said be educated yeah is incredible to to know what options you have and how it can help you well you know we I'm really big on informed consent. Um, you know, coming from that, I grew up in a medical family. We had a lot, my brother had a lot of medical issues. So I kind of grew up in a hospital mm-hmm. and, and I'm really big on informed consent. You know, you cannot tell someone, okay, this is what's wrong with you. And this is the only thing that you can do is take a pill because that's not for everyone. Just mm-hmm. like I can't tell someone with cancer that this will cure them because it may or may not, depending on what kind of cancer they have. You know, there's so much nuances. But I believe you should have the information to understand that your body has an endocannabinoid system. You are built to process this kind of medicine to help your body work best. I want that information. I want to know how I make my body work best. And I feel like that the medical community owes us that too. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't just put it in. So I, for me, I don't feel like this is, it's not for everyone. There are some people who are never going to be comfortable using it and that's okay. Mm-hmm. But it's important that you understand how it might be helpful to you because maybe you might have a child who it might save their life mm. or a friend or, you know, so I think it's informed consent. We should understand that we have options. And if this resonates with you, Let's support you in that option. So perfect. I love it. Thanks so much for subscribing and leaving a review. Come join our amazing free community, Life Changing Trips. There's a link in the description.